Warning. Anime Out of Context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I sleep on a bed of nails, if by bed of nails you mean terrible anime, and by sleep I mean be tormented through. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, it's the new year. We just got done with a rather short episode to make up for our obscenely long episode uh, at the end of the last year. Shorter is better than longer as far as I'm concerned, Sean. Well, I mean, the episode that we put out might be shorter, but we might have spent more time in the watching phase than they know about. That's true. Uh, This wasn't the case. We only watched three episodes, uh, which is our bare minimum usually. Yep, which I am okay with. Yeah, the lowest we've ever gone is two episodes, and that was just because the episodes were 40 minutes apiece. You know what, Sean? This should be the year of breaking records. This time, we should only watch one. (laughs) (laughs) Just base an entire series on a single episode. You know what? I feel like that would be a much better system. (laughs) I feel like my opinions would be just as strong and well-informed. I think it would really work out. And there would be and there would be very few uh, upset fanboys. Yeah, I don't think anybody would ever be upset. I see yeah. no reason why people would ever be frustrated with that decision. Yeah, like, let's just go back and watch Madoka Magica and judge the entire series on the first episode. Aww, uh, now you hurt me. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were judging it pretty heavily on that first episode, but... Somebody's opinion was changed. It's true. It's true. You're not wrong. Okay, maybe my statement needs amendments. We'll figure it out. The hilarious thing is, Remington, if we were to do uh, an episode with only watching one episode of an anime, this wouldn't be a bad option. Oh? Because this anime really gives you everything you could ever want from this show in the first episode. All right, so here's what we're about to delve into. This is going to be some bullcrap shonen where every single week it's sort of like a monster of the week. Oh, you got a new baddie or the baddie came back with a new plan and now we got to use our magical powers or super kung fu or giant robots to defeat whatever baddie or monster shows up. Repeat, 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 repeat. That's what it's going to be. No. Damn. <laughs> uh, you are right about one thing, though. It yeah. is a shonen. Ah, oh, fuck. But I think this might be your favorite shonen. <coughs> I mean, the vast majority of shonen we have seen have been pretty terrible, so it wouldn't be hard to break into the upper half. What would you consider to be your favorite shonen right now as we speak? Uh, it depends on what you classify as shonen. I would say, let's think. Because there are quite a few that you've said are shonen that I don't think of as shonen. So with traditional shonen, I would say probably Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood would be my favorite one that we've seen so far. A classic one. Yeah, that one was a decent one. Possibly the only really good one. Yeah, no. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is considered one of the best anime of all time and one of the best shonen series of all time. So, you know what? Good choice, Remington. That's a choice that will not make fanboys upset. (laughs) Perfect. 
Like, if you had said something like Sword Art Online... Which is an abomination upon man and god. Then we would have a bigger problem. Uh, which has got to be said. We got we did get some emails about Sword Art Online. <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, saying, we respect your opinions, but we still like Sword Art Online. And something I want to tell those people, and to all of our listeners, if you ever feel like we, and by we, I usually mean me are bashing the shows that you love and you decide you still really like it, that is fine. If you decide you still like Sword Art Online or Attack on Titan or any abomination like Naka Emo or Monster Musume... Those are harder to justify. Then just know that Sean and I, we still love you. You're just terribly wrong. <laughs> no, Rev! You can't just alienate people like that. I thought we were actually about to have a nice heartfelt moment. I said I loved them. Yes, but then you promptly smeared their nose and shit. How can you say you love someone when you do that? It's it's a shit smearing. Of affection. You know, there's actually an anime. <laughs> <laughs> no! That's not the route I want to go today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a hentai. Oh, God. Uh, don't ask how I know about it. But I digress. I will reaffirm to you I will never show you a hentai. All right. Back on track. Uh, but at any rate, the show we're watching today is a very popular shonen. And honestly, one of my favorite examples of shonen. Okay. You want to know why? Why? Because it makes fun of shonen. Okay, great start. Right. I know you, Remington. You are a man who loves good comedy and loves content that is incredibly self-aware. <laughs> yes, I do, Sean. And so if this has those qualities, then I think it might be good. However, Sean, you also know that I am not a fan of poorly done comedy or pseudo-self-awareness that just tries to justify it being bad. That is correct. In this case, though, you don't really have to worry about that, my man. Okay. Because this is one of those shows that, on pen and paper, seems like a good concept, a good joke. Uh, you know, it's okay for one or two episodes, but then you're like, eh, I'm bored with it. This is an example of really well done and well executed both comedy, concept, and title. Okay, I'm tentatively optimistic. Alright. So tell me, Remington, what do you think of when you think of the typical shonen protagonist? With the typical shonen protagonist, they usually are some hue of red and or black. They are often broody or a little bit impulsive. They are very uh, emotional or sometimes super stoic and edgy. Oftentimes, they get the girl. In fact, oftentimes, they get many girls for very little reason. And, especially in shonen is where we see the hallmark of bland bitch protagonists. Very true. Or, as professionals call them, Mary Sue's and Gary Sue's. Oh, yes. But we like alliteration on our show, don't we? Ain't that the truth. Like, because, I mean, you could say Mary Sue. That makes sense. But bland bitch protagonist. That just, that just feels good in my mouth. And plus, Mary Sue does them too much justice. Oh, wow, you don't even think they're deserving of the title? No. Oh, look at Kirito and tell me he deserves anything. No! <laughs> he does technically count as a Mary Sue, though, Remington. I still have the scars. Okay, so that's the typical shonen protagonist. Uh, 
I will say one thing you got right about this protagonist. He does have red in his outfit. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> Everything else, though, pretty substandard. Our main protagonist is a really laid-back dude. Okay. He's very, uh... You know, he's very like, all right, okay, uh, oh, you know what? I should probably go down to the market and get this sale. Or I should, you know, relax for a day. Or, oh, man, that's pretty bad. I should probably stop that kind of thing. And it's just because he's so filled with edgy apathy that he doesn't care for the world that doesn't care for him. No. Okay. He just wants to live his life and just have a good time and have fun doing what he does. Because, uh, Remington, we're watching a superhero anime today. Oof. Oof. What oof? I do not like superhero media, whether it is Eastern or Western. Oh, God, I forgot about this. Yeah, your weird bias against all things superheroes. It's too formulaic. It's the same thing every time. It's like sports shows or sports anime. It never changes. So not only are you alienating all of the people who listen to us who love anime who love all kinds of different media nerdy and unnerdy alike but you're also gonna go after the comic book and superhero community yeah you know i'm just a lot like rousseau i'm a part of the problem that i see i am a total nerd and i hate almost everything nerdy i think you're just a hateful hateful man <laughs> and i am so sorry for you we should start some kind of like GoFundMe for your sanity <laughs> A GoFundMe to just make me smile. <laughs> <laughs> this man, even when he's laughing, it's like a weird, disfigured, open mouth frown. It's the scariest <laughs> thing. Like, my God, I have to deal with it every week. And at this point, I'm just not sure I'm emotionally prepared to take it by myself anymore. Okay, so we have a superhero shonen anime. That is correct. And surprisingly, there's a few of these, but most of them fall into the magical girl category of things. Yep. Or like the mecha Power Ranger style of things. Yep. <laughs> uh, but in this case, this is a true-blooded superhero anime. You have individuals with superpowers who wear fancy costumes and fight crime monsters and entities of evil. Aw, oh, man. Aquaman is best waifu. <laughs> To be fair, Jason Momoa is very attractive. <laughs> Isn't he, though? Oh, what a stud. Like, man, if I was any less straight. <laughs> but I digress. And in this world, superheroes aren't the most common thing, but they're around. Yeah. And our story revolves around a gentleman by the name of Saitama. Saitama. Yep. I feel like I've heard of this. You probably have, actually, Remington. I don't know where I've heard this or what the anime is, but I feel very confident I've heard that name somewhere. Oh, you definitely have. It was a very popular anime and manga, still is, when it first came out. The anime actually came out, uh, this is gonna scare you a little bit, um, oh no, excuse me, I was looking at the manga release date. It said 2012, and I was worried. Oh. That would have scared the crap out of you, but no, the anime came out in 2015. Okay, okay, that's more acceptable. That is much more acceptable. And uh, it got that first season of 12 episodes, and it's getting a second season. That's right, baby, we're topical. Oh, oh, so it's like getting a second season, like, now-ish? Yeah, April. Oh. That's, that's pretty close. Okay, sure, yeah, fine. We're just ahead of the curve a little bit. I'm being topical, Remington. I am, I am hip with all the other anime content producers out there. I'm talking about something that's relevant, that's new, that's exciting. One thing all of our listeners know, Sean, is that you and I are hip with it and groovy. 
Oh, yes, I am the grooviest of all the dudes, my man. <laughs> okay, so it has 12 episodes in the first season, which is a great sign, because that means that it ended when it was supposed to, at least for the first season. It did. It had a really nice arc and ended on a very powerful and impactful moment, while leaving plenty of room for more of the series, which is great, because the series is just a treat to watch. It's like... It's like a candy series, you know? You watch it, and you're like, oh, this was pleasant. I want to watch some more. But what kind of candy is the important question, Sean? Is it going to be an English Cadbury egg, or is it going to be a Heath bar? Because we all know which one of those is the good candy, and which one of those is the Heath bar. <laughs> oh, we are topical, aren't we? <laughs> this is some high-quality candy bar-based humor. <laughs> You only get it on this podcast, folks. For all the candy bar lovers out there. Uh, but uh, back to the synopsis. This story is about Saitama, who one day notices a incident where a villain of some description, a monstrous creature, is assaulting a child and is just planning on doing generic evil things. It's like, I am an evil monster and I will destroy everything. And then Saitama is realizing to himself, you know what? I'm not about that. I'm going to stop him. So he does. And then he dedicates his time to training to become the best superhero just in his free time for fun. Okay, yeah, just a side hustle. Exactly. Because the anime we're watching today, my friend, is One Punch Man. Oh, I've okay. So it's the one where the guy punches. Yeah. And, and every problem he faces and every villain he punches. Yeah, with one punch. Yeah, he gets them with one punch. Yeah. Because, Remington, this anime takes the over-the-top shonen trope of a protagonist who is so stupidly overpowered that you can almost never worry for his safety, and is like, well, yes, that's what this show is, but you're gonna fucking love watching this. Okay, so here are my possible concerns. What's that, Remington? I think that if it succeeds on the self-awareness and comedy... Then it will be fine. However, we have faced one shonen that tried to have similar concepts, themes, and comedy before, and that one was also very well beloved, and I wasn't a huge fan. I'm talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, you're bringing poor JoJo's into this? That one seemed to be marketed to me quite similarly. Oh, it's so over the top and silly and it makes fun of a lot of the things and then it just didn't and it wasn't self-aware and it was sort of really, really bad, especially arc one. And so, if this is like that, it's gonna be real bad. But if this is actually aware and if it actually knows what it is and if it actually has good writers writing good scripts, then we'll be okay. And I'm really hoping that it's the latter. You know what? I can actually kind of assuage some of your worries a little bit because the story of One Punch Man is actually kind of an interesting one. Okay. So this fella whose uh, pseudonym is just one, like the number, just one. 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 Yeah. But, of, but of course. Yeah, for One Punch Man, of course. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, and he had the concept of One Punch Man and he started making this comic online and putting it up on his website for free. Uh, there's just one problem. Dude don't art. Oh? Yeah, his... Oof. Calling his art style hard to look at is a little bit of an understatement. A man after my own heart. Yeah, like, it's like if you decided one day, I'm gonna be a comic artist and started just drawing comics. And then it might be funny, but it would never be pretty. 
And that is actually what made this so popular, is that he took this idea of a super overpowerful character and decided to make a webcomic about it. And the writing and the jokes were so good and so hilarious that at some point, proper manga publishers got a hold of him and were like, hey, let's remake your webcomic, but actually have it look good. <laughs> <laughs> we want to do everything you did and take all of that, but make it so it's less shit. Exactly. In fact, I'm actually going to give you an example of uh, the comparison between their art styles. Oh, okay. This should be fun to see. For all of our audio listeners, let's have some more oh, visuals. Trust me, if you just Google One Punch Man art comparison, you're going to get some fun options. All right, you can react with me. Let's see. Yep. Uh... Yeah, here's an example. What the actual fuck? <laughs> right? Uh, here's another one for you. What's going on? It's like he kind of understands how people look. He just had one of those drawn anime character workbooks that you would occasionally see in scholastic book fairs, and he he used it once. He used it exactly once and was like, I'm ready, I'm set. I'm exactly. Let's do this. And... Uh, which goes to show that the writing must be very good because, my God, is it hard to look at. Okay. I'm optimistic and scared. Yep. And as another example, as a callback to his kind of less than popular art style, uh, a lot of jokes are given with the punchline of a picture very similarly drawn to his old art style. So it, you can tell that the style is completely changed, but it still doesn't look as bad, here's the prime example for you. The classic okay panel. I've seen that! Of course you have. Everyone has seen that because it's a great reaction image. And honestly, that alone should assuage you to the fact that this has some pretty decent writing in it and some pretty hilarious interactions and characters and just over-the-top uh, comedy situations. All right, Sean, you've convinced me to give it a shot and possibly get my dreams crushed yet again. And... Honestly, Remington, at the very least, you're going to have a similar reaction to uh, Devil is a Part-Timer, where you're going to enjoy it, but it may not be for you because you're a piece of shit who hates superheroes. Yeah. But come on, can't you get behind the idea of a superhero who's just like, I'm going to train to be the best superhero I can be, and just do it when I feel like it, and just search for a good fight? Well, there's only one way to find out, John. And that is to go and give it a watch ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after watching some One Punch Man. One Punch! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching a grand total of four episodes of the hit 2015 anime, One Punch Man. Remington, are you feeling as pumped as I am? Maybe not quite as pumped? What, you don't want to go do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, and 100 squats every single day? I would struggle to do that any day. You know what, that's fair, actually. <laughs> and I don't like the idea of going bald. Yeah, that definitely wouldn't work for me for many reasons. Yeah, like, most of your personality 
personality and your charm comes from your Jesus-like hair. That's where I keep it all. That's where it's stored. Oh my! So all of your personality is in your hair. It's like it's like your hard drive is what you're saying. Yeah, it's just a tarp covering everything. That's where I keep it. And so if they were to shave your head, you would just basically cease to exist. You would be like a lifeless husk, a homunculus of a man. Yeah, nobody would enjoy that. Well, they might enjoy taking you apart piece by piece after some of the opinions you've had. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, but they would like the journey more than the destination. That is true, because once you're gone, who will they have left to hate? Exactly. See, I simply stand as an emblem to all that is despicable and bad in relation to anime. And once you're gone, what's left? Then you just have anime, and that's a dark road, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Hilariously enough, there is a trope involving, oh, you've defeated the big, bad, big, bad, evil dude. Turns out he was trying to protect you a lot from yourselves, and something even worse is coming. Am, Am I the big, bad, evil dude of the podcast? I've... In the anime of our lives, am I the supervillain? You might be the one thing <laughs> that prevents the worst villain from coming into existence, Remington. Like, for the entire length of the podcast, the entire length of the podcast, I am appearing to be the great big bad, but the true evil, everyone, isn't me. It's anime without any critical view. You know what, Remington? I think you're onto something. Oh, fuck. But have we discovered the twist too soon? Because I'll be honest, we're going to be milking this for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to stay tuned to find out. It's going to be about the same basically forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But stay tuned because something might change. Who knows? One of us might get a life. (laughs) That's the funniest joke you've told yet. Uh, I know. But anyway, Remington, one punch man. Where are you feeling, man? Because you don't look like you want to kill yourself. uh, And you don't look like you want to kill me, which is always a benefit. I did not hate it, which is always a good sign. I quite enjoyed it. I didn't necessarily adore it, but it's definitely on the like spectrum. Well, that's good. Now only the people who absolutely think it's the perfect anime and will despise you for the rest of your life because you don't think so as well will hate you, which is a much smaller number. And I would say that I don't love it for two reasons. One, it's certainly not perfect by any means. It has some blanket flaws. Sometimes it just pushes a little bit too overtly, but not over the top, just rather it makes the subtle detail not into subtle details, but it still had those details, whether or not they were subtle. And so even though I have a personal taste of having a lot of good background gags, of which there were a decent number, uh, it, it just sometimes had a different ideology. That being said, a lot of One Punch Man's humor definitely landed for me, and it was a very, very humorous and filled with levity anime. Would you say it landed in One Punch? Can I quit the podcast now? Or do <laughs> no. I have to wait? No, you get that high brand, top tier humor all the time with me, and you're stuck with it. Podcaster, no. See, listeners, you can stop listening to him. I never can. <laughs> but nonetheless, I thought that it was overall a very well done anime. It has a lot of self awareness, it has a lot of great polish with all of the little details. It uses its ideas very strongly so that every single character or visual, even one that exist 
for a very brief moment in time are evocative and memorable, and they are all very well thought out. So unlike Shonen, where you so often see these characters that will last forever and never get a good character, with One Punch Man you will get characters that last for five minutes tops, but they will be so well fleshed out that you truly understand them, which I thought was a very powerful asset, and also something I'm going to bring up every single time I watch five hours of a show and talk all about how the character development is poor, and you say, oh, but you just need to watch more of it. If One Punch Man can do it, if things like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood can do it, then other good shows can do it, and if they aren't doing it, then they aren't a real good show. So what you're telling me is I've given you another excuse to harp on anime that take forever to have any character development. Exactly, Sean. I am so sorry. Oh, Toradora, we will see you eventually. Oh, God, no. <laughs> my heart is still recovering, Remington. Let, let my poor little weeb heart be with that one, will you? <laughs> but overall, I thought that it is playing out a very simple premise in a very interesting way thus far. I keep wondering how it's going to continue, but in a weird way, it's successful because it's almost a slice-of-life anime, or at least it has very similar themes, in that it's less so about an overarching narrative, though it's starting to be introduced, how he wants to become more popular amongst others, more well-known among others, etc., etc., but the brunt of the show is just, this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. And it still maintains intrigue because it knows that's what it is. You know, this show is the perfect example of a shonen anime because it does every single thing a shonen anime does. And things you've criticized immensely, but it does it in such a way that you are enraptured no matter what. Even when they do the ridiculous over-the-top shonen tropes that grate on everybody's nerves. One that comes to mind is over-monologuing in shonen anime. And that's because with One Punch Man, it's very aware that it's doing all these things. It isn't monologuing because it genuinely thinks that it's a great narrative tool to use way too much. It's doing it to make fun of the idea of monologuing, and that is shown through the other character's reactions and responses to another character monologuing for way too long. And you know what the hilarious thing about that is? What? I still remember everything in that monologue. Yeah, the great thing is the monologues aren't built to sound like they're overdrawn and overdone. They're built to be like every other monologue that you hear. They're not bad monologues per se. They're good monologues, but they are still monologues and carry all the problems with them that you would expect. But at the same time, you get these insights into these characters and their stories and their backgrounds when you never really necessarily asked for them, but now you understand the characters better and they literally just told you the information, which is usually an egregious sin in any form of media, yet the way they handled it in One Punch Man, which is textbook, do not do this, is fantastic because they added that slight change in perspective with humor. And that's pretty freaking amazing, in my opinion. I would completely agree with that, Sean. The fact that One Punch Man 
X-Men carries its humor as well as its great use of variety. So often it will catch you off guard, sometimes by going over the top on the mundane, sometimes by going mundane on the over the top. I think that it's starting to reach a problem where it may get a little bit formulaic and that is a bit of a concern. I worry that if I were to watch more episodes, the humor might become the same thing of, okay, just expect the anticlimactic or the over-the-top, depending on which one fits less, ergo humor. And don't get me wrong, I, I adore both of those types of humor. I just worry that it's going to become too formulaic and too easily guessed, which for those types of humor can sometimes erode some of the quality. And that is a very valid concern, but I will say this, for One Punch Man, they approach the same punchlines over and over and over again. It's the Kuroko no Basket thing that you hate so much. Yep. Oh, he's gonna defeat him in one punch. Oh, it's over the top. Oh, it's just kind of silly and mundane. But the journey to that punchline, and the fact that you never know exactly when that punchline hits, is where a lot of the charm in the show lands. And you can tell that a lot just on the most recent episode we watched, the fourth episode, which introduced a bunch of <laughs> interesting characters, let's say. One of which is a character who is your stereotypical edgy, as all hell, uh, shonen, edgelord ninja character, who is one of my favorites because he's so silly. And you know he's gonna lose. Like, that's just the that's just the given. But the way they deliver the final blow surprises you and gets you on your feet laughing a little bit, chuckling up a storm. The journey is more important than the destination, which is very weird for a comedy thing to say, because more often than not, you need that punchline to really get humor across, when in the long line of things, the setup is what really makes it good. What One Punch Man boils down to is almost every episode and every fight thus far amounts to a single punchline, that being, he punches them, they die. And that's it. He punches them, they die, and it's just, alright, when is he gonna punch them? Then they're gonna die. How's it going to build it up? What's going to happen surrounding that one punch? But every interaction has the same end when it comes to the battling in One Punch Man. And amazingly, that didn't grow dull, though, once again, this is a, an issue that I could see potentially arising, though it certainly has not so far. I think that when it comes to One Punch Man, one of my possible critiques of it, and this is a very niche critique and also a circumstantial critique, is that it did at times feel like it lacked any true heart or emotion. And once again, not all shows need this level of emotion or heart, especially when they're really focused on the comedy, as well as maybe that comes later. But so far, it's been very light, very comedic, and it succeeded on that front. I will say this, and hold your horses, Moomin Rider fanboys. We know. Well, I know. He'll know eventually, but I know. I love Moomin Rider. Yeah. No, Moomin Rider's great. <laughs> he's, I'm only disappointed that he's getting a bigger role, because I would have loved it if he hardly existed. Make Moomin Rider the best background gag ever, and I would love him infinitely more. Well, you're not going to get that exact thing, but a lot of people say Moomin Rider is the best character in the show. Hell yeah, my <laughs> people. Uh. And for your concern about heart, this show has heart. It's a comedy show, so the heart is a bit more uh, below the surface in a lot of ways. But in the more intense moments of the show where you have these characters that aren't Saitama uh, coming against very big and powerful enemies that they just cannot seem to defeat, you know, your typical shonen battle story. It's like, how will I ever defeat this great and powerful enemy? He's just nearly defeated me, but I have 
to. I have to be the hero to save everybody. And then Saitama comes in and punches it, and it's over. <laughs> Still great. But a lot of the heart comes in the second half of the series, and it is there. It is there, and I do recommend that if you only watched the first three episodes and you weren't enamored by it, which I said in the first half, you only need to watch the first episode to know if you'll like this show or not. I still think that. Remington, where are you on that stance? I completely agree. If you watch the first episode, and however you feel about that, you're going to either like it or dislike it based on that it stays pretty similar throughout and I knew quite quickly that I was going to like it but more importantly Sean I was ignoring blatantly everything you just said because so, I had an idea so normal so normal podcast talk for us I just blather on for a minute about my feelings and my emotions and then you just uh, think about something funny to say exactly Sean because I came up with a brilliant idea what's your idea Remington so you were talking about everyone's talking about how Moomin Rider is the best hero right yep and so I was thinking Moomin Rider occupies a same spot in my brain as another anime character and I ship them. I, of oh? course, am shipping Moomin Rider with Nico. Nico, Nico, Nee, and Moomin Rider. The pair it would be perfect. This is what I want in my life, Sean. Two memes that are brought together in perfect harmony. Oh my god, I'm gonna, I need a minute. Um... Put them together with a Forest Fairy 5 wedding and we are set! No. <laughs> Make oh. Umaru Chan the priest! Oh, Let's God. do it! <laughs> oh no! This is my anime dream! Uh, coming soon to fanfiction.net. Um, you do realize that Nico is 15, right? Oh no, excuse me, she's 17 or 18, close. But she's still in high school, Remington, and Moomin Rider's an adult. Give her a year. Oh no. Make her legal. Oh. That's a stance I'm maintaining. Yes, but Remington, think about what you're saying, man. You are shipping an idle high schooler with a dude who rides a bike to be a hero. Something feels right about it, Sean. I don't know what it is, but it feels right. I'm just wondering if you should have a seat over there for me. <laughs> That's the real question. I, I'm not even going to talk about you even mentioning Umaru-chan because I'm just going to block that out of my memory from here on out. But no, Remington. Our listeners know it's a brilliant idea. If you think this is a brilliant idea, let us know. Tell Sean in our emails that it is a great idea and you want it to happen. And if you agree with him, I might not be on this plane of existence much longer. <laughs> It might be the end of me. I might I might open up one of those emails and then just the Thanos snap will happen and I'll just... <laughs> this is the closest you will ever get to me actively engaging in anime fandoms. Oh my god. And the weirdest fucking crossover to ever... I can't even process this. <laughs> like, the, they're I so broke. wildly different and I... <laughs> I'd say go to Tumblr, but we all know that nothing fun is on Tumblr anymore. So the moral of the story, and I think the point that I'm trying to get across to our listeners, is that One Punch Man is a pretty good show. That's your point? Yeah. After derailing us so heavily? <laughs> that's your point? I'm sitting here in, like, an existential crisis. I'm only in my mid-20s, and I'm thinking I'm just calling it quits right there. <laughs> you know, Sean, there are definitely going to be a few listeners out there 
who adore One Punch Man and wanted some really in-depth discussion about all of the intricate details, and they are not getting it this episode. Maybe we'll revisit it and we will discuss it in much better detail, but they're not getting it this episode. I was one of those listeners! (laughs) I'm on the show when I was one of those listeners! I actually had a huge list of things I could talk about, how all the characters are different types of anime protagonists, or how a lot of the tropes are used perfectly but are also subverted by the comedy. I could I could go into the in-depth breakdown of the fights, which the fights always end in a single punch, yet they're complicated in such a way that you are interested and in, invested and you enjoy watching the fights break down. I could go on for hours about One Punch Man, but instead, I'm left with you throwing the strangest ship of my life out of the fucking blue, and I, I'm i starting to think about shaving your head to rid the world of this nightmare. <laughs> Bringing it back around. I just... But maybe, instead of losing all of my personality, maybe it will merely be the start of something great, and I, too, will become a punching superhero, Sean, and I will be power... I w- and I will be more powerful than you could ever imagine. Okay, calm down, Obi-Wan. <laughs> We're talking about anime here. Star Wars is my favorite anime. Leia is my waifu. (laughs) Oh, what has happened? What has happened to this episode? This was supposed to be a clever, in-depth discussion about a really good and clever show. But that's that's the podcasting community, folks. That's anime podcasting in a nutshell. And... uh, I don't know where to go from here, man, so I just have to ask one thing. Wanna go watch some more One Punch Man? You know what? That sounds great. Good, because I'm about to one-punch myself out of existence. But thanks again so much for tuning in, everybody. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed weird fucking derailments, then feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or honestly, spreading by word of mouth is the best way for a small podcast like us to grow. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or a recommendation, you can send an email over onto animeoutofcontext at gmail.com, or you can talk, or you can contact us on Twitter at at AnimeConPod. You say at at in a in that sentence to make sure that Twitter is uh, liable and makes sense, or do you just need the one at? You're asking me as if I understand. If you know the answer. <laughs> Send us a tweet. We're still figuring it out. But thank you guys again so much. And I'm just going to go watch some more One Punch Man. I'll be back. <laughs>